0: Have you ever wondered why people can't just be nice in business? You are about to get a dose of real estate reality from the Real Estate Support Group. This is Help Me Rhonda with Rhonda Courtney and Lane Lyon.
1: Oh, if only selling real estate lived up to what you see on TV. In fact, a recent blog post out there, uh, dealbloom.com, cited burnout, high pressure, long hours, and not enough money as reasons that realtors get out of the business altogether. Well, we are here to help you survive not only real estate, but other sales-oriented businesses. Welcome to Help Me, Rhonda. Rhonda Courtney is with me here. She's a licensed real estate broker at RE/MAX. I hang my license at Coldwell Banker. We're both licensed brokers in Denver, Colorado. Okay, we got that out. Somehow, Rhonda, you've survived 20-plus years in real estate. Sure did. Live to tell about it. Uh-huh. How'd you do it? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> How long do we have, Lane? Exactly. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is what we're talking about today. Great. Um, <laughs> a lot of what happens, I think, uh, in commission sales or when we talk about real estate is that we get, uh, we get to a place where our own mental blocks keep us from doing what we really want to do. And so part of what we're going to be talking about today is, number one, living up to what we see on TV. Our clients are watching the same shows. They think it's all about fancy cars and and fancy houses and and looking uh, the part all the time. But we know, and those of you in the business know, that it isn't always like that. And in fact, it's the part that you're not seeing on those reality shows that can really bring people down and really keep people from finding that level of success. So today we're talking a little bit about getting out of your own damn way when it comes to uh, really launching the business that you want some some ideas perhaps to get you there some pitfalls to avoid and a little bit later in the show we we'll talking to Rhonda about uh, how she really landed one of the biggest deals in history here where we are um, but it started with mindset so let's just start there uh, do you find that uh, in real estate uh, we make it harder on ourselves than it needs to be
0: oh absolutely if, if you don't have the confidence you will not land these big deals. You won't. Um, and I, even though I had been selling real estate for 20 years, when one of the biggest listings came up, I didn't think I was good enough to do it. I, I really didn't. And And actually, the seller wanted the number one brand at the time to list it. And so he wanted me to find the agent for them and get a referral fee, which I was more than happy to do that. Let the big brand do it. I didn't have the confidence at the time to do it, so I was like, great, I'll just refer it to them, and I'll get a referral fee.
1: And as you think back to yourself back then, mm-hmm. um, this is a big listing opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we're talking multi-million,
0: multi-million. $25 million listing, and you don't want this. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh-huh. how come
1: say a little more about um
0: that. okay first of all i didn't want to spend the thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket up front to do the deal first of all we forget about that when we do luxury how much do these luxury agents spend on marketing these properties we got to know this um, they spend to i mean these ads in these magazines could be $5000 lane like and then the websites you got to create i mean it's not easy to sell a listing of that price range um and so at the time I was like I just don't I don't want this drama in my life I don't want to do it I just want to refer it to one of the big agents that does luxury and then I want a referral fee that's what I wanted and uh that's what you did for a while that's what I did two different times well when the number one agents with the first company the number one agent with the second company uh they basically failed i'm sorry i'm just real yeah (laughs) they failed okay they couldn't get it done they wouldn't they wouldn't get my help i offered to help both of them they were too good to talk to me lane they would not talk to me they they knew what they were doing i was just this little you know agent not good enough to do it they both underestimated me wouldn't talk to me and i had the relationship with the seller they didn't Mm. okay so when they both failed after two years uh the seller who is a pretty big deal, called me and said, I want you to do this. You need to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. Was there a part of you, if you don't mind being honest here, that didn't feel like you could? Oh, no, I didn't feel like I was good enough to do it. But then watching those two fail, I'm like, well, geez. I mean, I better step it up and figure it out. So I... I decided, had a little chat with myself. You are good enough, Rhonda. So I I decided, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do it alone. They tried to do it alone and they both failed. So I called in my friend with um, Compass and um, he put it back on track with me. He's amazing. He ended up wanting to do other things and got off the listing. So I have another Compass agent on there now, but I was smart enough to know I can't do it by myself. I'm going to have to team up with a big brand too and between the two different companies, we're going to get this done. I also knew it was a ranch. Now, I mean, I'm good with horse properties, but not of this magnitude. So I brought in one of the top ranch brokers out of Oklahoma. So there's three agents on this deal because in the $25 million ranch world, it's networking. It's not put it on the MLS, run a million ads and get the buyer. It's you got to network, network, network. So I have the strongest team on this house now. Um, And that's how I'm going to get it done. I watched the two companies before me fail and how they did it. And I'm like, I I can't fail at this. Mm -hmm. I can't fail myself. Um, And so that's, that's what I'm doing. So, just fingers crossed. Everybody pray yeah. for me that I sell it this year. So, and you will. <laughs> so, I, I, <laughs> this is the biggest listing ever
1: in your career. Yes, twenty five million. Yep. Um, you're working on it. You figured out a way to do it, mm-hmm. but um, and I want to come back to that. But let's back up a little bit because I think that as real estate agents, we all can relate to that insecurity of going into areas that we're just not familiar with. Oh. I remember the first time uh, I work here in the Denver area. It's mostly urban, uh, you know, just public sewer, public utilities. Mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The first time I was doing a deal where it had a septic tank, for example. And I felt like I needed to refer that. We're not talking $25 here. Uh, uh, But I can relate to this idea that I don't know if I'm good enough to do it. Can you think back to your early days as well? And, and, yeah. and how do we overcome some of those smaller hurdles before we get to the $25 million listing?
0: Well, it's part of the reason I started the support page too. Because I thought, you know what? We have to help each other. So I have so many agents call me because they know I specialize in land and horse property. They'll call me, how do I do a septic? I'm like, okay, guys, this is what you do. You have to have a use permit. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I walk them through it because they are good enough to do it. However, if you feel like you're not, refer it out refer it out i had a client recently call me and he, i just love him i've been doing his real estate for 20 years but he wants to move to fort collins so i told him i said i've never even been to fort collins i don't even know if i could find my way to fort collins <laughs> okay like do what you're about good what, at an hour and a half worth <laughs> oh, no. of we're working right right, right. Now, but know? no i don't want to go to fort collins and um, so i i referred it to a really good agent there so i'm very good about Listing stuff, calling in the right people to help me so I get it done. But if I can't get it done, I'm going to refer it out. If you are
1: newer to our podcast, so are we. This is episode <laughs> number Yay. two. Uh, Rhonda and I uh, are here in Colorado. All of this started from a Facebook page that Rhonda started here in the Denver area called the Real Estate Support Group, supporting other real estate agents kind of internally. That turned into a book, and now the podcast. So we are committed to really helping people find uh, find their way through business, understanding that that uh, art of being nice in the negotiation means something. Surviving business, and also uh, understanding that saving your sanity is really part of it. Uh, I, one of these days, Rhonda, I know that that I want to really talk about a philosophy that I have that I believe that when it comes to selling real estate, it really is about 10% selling real estate and 90% believing that you can
0: percent. Oh, because it
1: is a mind game and we work with, with younger or newer agents to the business all the time. And uh, sometimes just getting it into our, into the right mindset makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you do better with listings or, or on transactions when you believe that you can get there versus when you think it's going to be a disaster?
0: So, I mean, obviously confidence sells. Mm -hmm. It does. So when I go into a listing, if I'm super confident, they're going to list with me. Okay. They just are because I'm confident. I know I can do it. Okay, but if you go in and you're scared, they sense that they do. And then there's four other agents interviewing, too, and and, and they're going to win because you're you're just not confident. So I think that part of what we do is being you you have to believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, why are they going to believe in you? Yeah, And that's that's. Heavy
1: lifting, uh, yeah. Quite frankly, for a lot of, of people, of
0: course, of course. <laughs> but please, uh, I, on a
1: humorous level, I want you to tell the story of when you went into a listing appointment and they told you they were interviewing other agents. Oh gosh, and yeah. and uh, let's set this up a little bit. Yeah. Rhonda and I talk to each other in the car pretty much every morning. <laughs> And these are the types of conversations that we're having. And Rhonda calls and says, I just went to a listing appointment and was told that there are four other agents interviewing for the job. You don't like
0: that. No, I hate that. So now you're going to kind of get a little bit into what Lane and I talk about privately in the car every morning so you guys get to hear about some of this so I call Lane and I'm like yeah there's there's four other agents interviewing Lane I don't even want to go like I don't even care like I don't want to do this let them go with one of them Right? And then, like, what do you mean? Go I've, with them. Because I've got enough money right now to make my bills for two months. I don't need this stress. You don't like the competition. I hate the competition. Okay. I only compete with myself, truly. Okay. But anyway, long story short, Laura, my partner, really wanted this listing. She really did. And and I didn't, but I love Laura and I wanted Laura to get this listing. So, of oh, course, okay. I'll go help I'll you. I'll go with help those. you. <laughs> I don't want to, but I will. So we go. And the sellers. I mean, let's just be real here. She was not nice. Okay, she wasn't. I'm sorry. The the seller you're talking. The to, seller okay. was not. So she says. She goes. Well, we're interviewing four other agents. Why should we choose you? Mm. My answer. Why wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> here comes the confidence <laughs> that we're talking. I mean, about. I there's
0: a difference between ego and confidence. Okay, there really is, but. To my defense, this is how I felt about it. I had been selling real estate for 20 years in that area. Why would you not choose me? Really. I mean, if you don't want to, that's good too. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and do the dog and pony show of why you should hire me because really I'm only here for Laura. I mean, but I didn't say that. Of course I didn't say that. So of course, you know, I said, you know, why wouldn't you, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years in this area. I've sold a lot of houses in here, you know, but you have to go with who fits for you. Of course we get it. And I was, Do you think that answer helped you get the listing? Yeah, I do. I do because, you know, I don't think anybody else said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm pretty sure no one else can really pull it off quite <laughs> like you. Do you probably remember not. the her reaction when you said, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, she was kind of stunned a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. She
1: probably respected it. I like that.
0: Yeah. Like that. Well, it ended up being... The listing from hell. Maybe we'll talk about that in a different podcast, but we did get it. I ended up getting fired before my brother's funeral, the most horrific seller of all time. But to my defense, I know a lot of people. So I ended up getting it done anyway, off market with a friend agent of mine. Mm. There you go. Take that. This
1: is how Rhonda operates. I yeah. like it. She just really figures a away. But it comes from that confidence piece is super important and ultimately led to you having the biz- biggest listing of your career. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going on right now. million here uh, where we are in the Denver metro area and uh, it didn't happen overnight but it did thrust you into the world of luxury real estate and Mm. I want to talk a little bit about this coming up in act two the side of luxury real estate um, that you know those shows on TV don't always show you Um, and we'll talk about why Rhonda has a love hate relationship with luxury and that's coming up next From a Facebook page to a book and now a podcast, welcome back to Help Me Rhonda and help coming in the way of support. I think that all real estate brokers, you know, daydream Rhonda about that one day they're going to sell that big house on the hill up there. I'm going to get that listing. Well, guess what? Rhonda actually has that listing right now. Yes, (laughs) And it came from some (laughs) confidence, which we talked about, and really believing that you can do it, and now you have it. Um, And uh, while we don't really give too many details about who the seller is, you wanted this listing, uh, you didn't want it at first, you ended up really teaming up with some of the competition, actually, to get it. What do you think you've learned from that process of listing in the luxury arena that maybe uh, you didn't know before you had a listing of this size?
0: Mm, I'm... I'm not the typical luxury agent, Lane. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. You know, I
1: see them on TV and they wear like really fancy clothes. Uh You have good clothes on.
0: Yeah. I I must tell you. I dress cute because I'm a stress shopper. You got a nice car. Yeah, retail therapy. So,
1: what do you mean you don't look like the luxury part?
0: I, I don't think I act like it. I mean, Mm. I mean, if I do, please put me back down to reality. Okay. You don't want to. No, no, nobody's better than anyone else. Okay. Just because I sell these super expensive homes doesn't mean that I'm better than any other agent out there. That's not the case. Do
1: you think that makes you a better luxury
0: agent? I think it makes me more real. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, and I've told you this before, and I'm not kidding around. I don't care if the house is $25 million or if it's 200000 I care about my sellers and my buyers. That's what we should care about. Mm. It's not the price tag, you guys. It's, it's, it's the deal. It's the seller. It's the client. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, I've sold some really expensive homes. And my $200,000 seller... Got me a gift card at closing. She was the nicest person ever. Like, I loved that deal. And some of my super high-end deals that I've done, stress. Yeah. Stress. It's it's just a different world. It now, is. If you're
1: listening from outside the Denver area, our average sales price here in the metro area is what about 650, 700000 mm-hmm. So that gives you some context as we talk here. Uh, you know, and I happen to be the managing broker of the Coldwell Banker Global Luxury Office. So I work with luxury agents a lot. Mm-hmm. And what I find fascinating, whenever we have uh, panel discussions, whenever we have opportunities to learn from one another about what that high net worth individual uh, looks for when they are hiring a real estate agent, uh, it's so simple. They want someone who believes in them, who really mm-hmm. sees beyond all of the money, beyond the wealth, beyond the success, and just really tunes into them as a person. Right. Because underneath all of that uh, is a real person, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm always amazed when I hear high net worth individuals say, I just want someone who cares about me, because mm-hmm. isn't that what the $200,000 buyer and seller is thinking, too? Absolutely. It's the same. Oh, it's really the same. really is. So um, you... I said before we went to break that you have a love-hate relationship with luxury. Yeah. Why do you not like luxury?
0: I mean, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. It, it, it depends on the day, right? Like, you know, the thing that agents forget about luxury is everybody wants to do luxury. What does that mean? Like you're not going to do the other stuff that's easier to sell? Because quite frankly, these luxury deals are not easy, you guys. You spend a ton of money marketing them out of pocket. Mm -hmm. You got to be on the phone all the time, figuring out all the rich people. Are they moving here? What are they doing? Showings too, right? Uh, You have to be there at every single showing. You don't show these properties uh, without being there. So your schedule is definitely um, impacted with the high end. It it just is. Um, You have to have absolute proof of funds not that we don't anyway when when we're showing our other houses but this is a this is a big deal you have to have proof of funds they have to provide that half the time they don't want to I mean and I'm not saying don't do luxury I'm just saying don't don't just say I'm going to be a luxury agent and not do other things because you might not pay your bills these houses take sometimes years to sell Um, people don't just come up with 25 million Mm dollars I wish they did but they don't so um You know, and of course, I get these luxury listings by door knocking. (laughs) (laughs) You are a pretty good door knocker. (laughs) Yeah, I I just like sneak through the gates and go to the door and say, hey, list with me. How do Uh, you get these listings? How do you do it? You know, honestly... I don't go after these listings. Okay. I don't, I, and I'm not going to say that I'm just lucky. I've been doing this over 20 years, so I don't think it's just luck, but it is who I know. Now Mm -hmm. I know, I know a lot of people, so I'll list a $200,000 condo or I'll list a $25 million ranch. They're referred to me. I know people, they refer them to me. Um, you know, that's, that's how I get them. I don't solicit for them. It's not like I sent out a mailing and they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to hire you, Rhonda, because we got your mailing. Oh, we have a $25 million listing. Will you like list mm. that for me? No. Um, it is I'll,
1: truly who you know.
0: It is who you know. So I'm, I, I, I'm going to admit something to all of you because it's kind of funny. So I spoke at the Re/MAX convention on luxury properties. I purposely put my picture up there in a jean jacket with a coffee cup. Isn't that funny? Everyone else is in a business suit. And I'm like, no, put the jean jacket picture of me with a coffee cup. Because I wanted people to understand, yes, I'm in luxury, but I'm real. I'm a jean jacket, shop at Walmart, shop at Nordstrom's type of girl. I don't know. that It depends on the day.
1: Right? And, and you have had some of the highest price listings yeah. in certain areas, some of the highest profile clients yep, coming through. I have. And yet, what I love when we talk uh, each, to- each morning in the car, you also have a real problem with uh,
0: a a lot of luxury agents out there. I do. I do because of the egos. Because, you know, I I was looking for a really high profile client. I was looking for a, a house for them in an area that I don't typically work in. When I called half the agents, they were super rude to me and some of them didn't call me back. It ended up being one of the biggest deals. I'm not going to talk about who it is, but it was big. Mm-hmm. And did you know that half of those agents didn't even call me back? Are you kidding? Like, I'm not calling you for fun. I don't do this for fun. If I'm calling around, I have somebody. Yeah, it's not like a hobby for me. Did that surprise you? I, I was shocked. I I was shocked when I got into the luxury arena. I I was absolutely shocked about how some of the agents treated me. I, I, I stunned. Um, I don't treat any agent that way. I call every single agent back. I don't care. I don't care who they're with. I don't care if they're with ABC because I'll tell you. I, I sold one of the biggest houses in Douglas County, not to hold, toot my own horn, but I pulled that off too. And the agent that sold that brought the buyer uh, was with a company I had never heard of before. Hmm. Are you kidding? Like if I, if I was the type of agent that judged other agents by who they work for, I wouldn't get these deals done because some of the biggest deals are being done by agents that are not with a company that you've ever heard of before.
1: So you had to really draw upon your confidence then oh, yeah. because you're playing in kind of a, a, a different arena, oh, a absolutely. different club that can be like any organization, clicky, mm-hmm. you don't fit in, you're not one of us, you're new to this whole uh, world that you're selling in. And how did you not let that get you down or did it?
0: Well, it, it kind of reminded me of high school, mm. the clicky stuff in high school. I don't deal with that. I, I, don't, I don't care if they like me. I I, don't, I just really don't care. I've got a client. They've got a ton of money, and you can either call me back and work for your client, or you can be a jerk. That's how I felt about it. I honestly felt that about it, and I, I, I don't. I would never treat people like that. So it was in a it was an arena that I was not familiar with, and and now I don't care. Now I'm like okay. I have some really high-profile clients. Um, I, I have some really, really good luxury agent friends I do. But the ones that are egomaniacs, look down on everybody, we think that we're so good, better than everyone else. I, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I did not have time for that.
1: We all know that there are great realtors in all price points. In all. And we all know that there's always the bad apple that, is, mm-hmm. that everyone is always talking about. Um, so... One of the things that's so important to you and we talk about a lot is being nice, finding that, using that nice and kindness in negotiations. Can you do that in luxury? And did you find other nice agents out there?
0: Oh, some of the best agents, some of the best agents in luxury. But, you know, there's a lot of bad agents in all price points. I mean, let's just be honest here. Um, But, you know, I found that if I'm going to do luxury, I'm going to be nice to everybody because I have personally experienced verifying an agent that I've never heard of the company never heard of them that doesn't mean anything um you know I everybody looks everybody up to see their volume level you know that's not my skill set if I want to I don't know <laughs> I'm like I don't know how to look them up late. She doesn't know her own I don't production. even know my own production why do I care about yours um so anyway I I verified on this big listing that I have uh, an agent that I'd never heard of. I had to verify funds on one of her clients. $40 million was her client. Wow. She maybe sells two houses a year. Who cares? She's got a client that has a ton of money that could buy it. And, and so she deserves my respect every agent deserves my respect yeah. that's how I feel about it
1: something tells me that she sits around at home going I can't believe what I've got going
0: now <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like why how did I get, how here, did I get right? here how did I get here I just need to go to Starbucks with Lane and just chill <laughs> oh. the accidental luxury agent oh, yeah. who just
1: really got into it by believing that you could
0: yeah I know I can do it now it wasn't always that way but when I got the confidence and I knew I could do it then everything started spiraling you know I know I can do it it's just sometimes do I want to do it mm. I turned down a really expensive listing it was over 5 million I go on the listing appointment I know it's not worth that and I walked away I'm like yeah I don't I, I, I don't want to spend the money marketing, on a li- marketing a listing I cannot sell so I think you get confidence in yourself and then you and you know what you can do and what you can't if I list it I'm in it to win it. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for, for yeah. sharing that with us. We have some letters that have come in. Dear Abby style. Uh, <laughs> people reach out to Rhonda all the time on her Facebook support page. And so we're going to continue that here on the podcast and we will have your letters next. Welcome back, everyone. Back in the day, we had Dear Abby where people would go and ask questions to Someone they didn't know about uh, something that was going on in their world. And guess what? Now we've got the same thing here with Rhonda. We call it Dear Rhonda. And uh, you actually uh, have the ability to reach out to Rhonda too. If you have questions related to business or just need some of her just rock solid real advice, our email is DearHelpMeRhonda, dear Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A at gmail. Dot com. And uh, we would love to hear from you as well. Here's the first one here today. Dear Rhonda, you ready for this? Ready. Okay. I'm worried about my friend. She's on the phone all the time and losing touch. Some of us have decided not to invite her when we go out at times because she's not present. Help me, Rhonda. Help her.
0: Ah, well, I can definitely help her because that was my life been there I've been there done that my family was so irritated with me all the time. timeline I was always always on the phone always on the phone you uh, felt like you had to be though I had to be because I I, I couldn't le- I couldn't give up the control and I didn't know how to delegate and so I did everything myself and so that's why I worked all the time seven days a week um so I I think I can definitely help with this um, now every time i'm on the phone let's say that you and I are at dinner like mm-hmm. and i'm on the phone the whole time do you think that maybe i'm telling you that that person i'm on the phone with is more important than you absolutely okay well that's what i think about all the time when i'm on the phone now now it didn't always used to be that way I had to hit rock bottom in my life chapter two mm-hmm. to to um realize what i'm gonna what i'm gonna say so now if i'm at dinner and and somebody's gonna call like Everything that's unresolved, I call before I go to dinner. Hey, listen, I'm going to dinner with my friend Lane tonight. I'm not going to be available for the rest of the night. So let's hash out whatever we need to work out because I'm not going to be available. Okay. And it solves the whole problem. Now, if I've got an inspection or something that's crazy going on, and I try not to, I try to solve that all during the day anyway, but let's just say I do. Let's say I have an emergency. I send them a message. Hey, listen. Our resolution's not for two more days. We will work this out. I promise you. But right now, I'm going to go to dinner with my friend Lane. I, I, I'm not going to be available. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and then, that's, while you're
1: at the dinner, then you're not worrying. Nope. It's about in my.
0: Them. Nope. The phone is in my purse on silence, and I do not bring it out. I call everybody before that I know I'm going to have an issue with or something or whatever. I call everyone before the dinner, and then done. The phone's in my purse, and I'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it because then i'm telling lane that he that the person on the phone is more important than him yeah. and, and they're not and you are pretty good though uh,
1: we mm-hmm. actually just had lunch before we came here and uh the phone was not out nope it's not i like that training dear Rhonda, some days i think i'm too honest i get so stressed that i end up being way too direct when working with other agents Help me, Rhonda, find a mental chill pill so I don't lose my mind.
0: Been there too, I'm mm, guessing. So, I've asked everybody for years if there was a mouth filter that I could buy. <laughs> Nobody sells them. Yeah, how's just that so going? you know, it's not going. Nobody sells a mouth filter. Nobody. So, I'm a very honest, very direct person, um, but I have learned to filter that. You cannot always say what you're thinking, you can't. I've tried it. It doesn't work out so well. Especially um, when that, on the nerves and the pressure uh, and you're just so frustrated. beyond. Oh my belief. gosh. I just want to tell people what I think and I can't. So you, you have to learn to run it like a business. Every time I think about what I really want to say to an agent, I, I, sometimes you just have to take a deep breath. You got to walk away, get some fresh air, don't respond as quickly as you want to, take a break. Because then you need to really process what you're gonna say to that agent, okay? Because if I don't think I'm gonna be nice, I, I take some time out. And then I really think about what's best for the deal, what I'm going to say, and then, of course, I want to be brutally honest because that's my personality, but sometimes you can't. I mean, you can be honest, but you got to figure out how you're going to say it where it's perceived better. You know what I mean? Like get the mouth filter somehow or process it like I'll call you. You're a managing broker of two offices. Lane, I've got this, like, agent I just want to kill him. Like, I just, I don't even know what I want to say. And then Lane will be like, Rhonda, like you probably need to like bring this more down to a business level. Okay. Take the energy out. Take the energy out. Run it like a business. This is a business deal. This isn't a personal deal. This is a business deal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because remember, uh, the more direct you can get, even in emails
0: mm. uh, they can be and text messages come they on can
1: come off cold right and that's just something we're always dealing with so I think that the key thing that I saw here is some days I think I'm too honest I get so stressed mm-hmm. that I end up being too d- direct I think the key word is getting too stressed before right. you're making those calls but
0: why are you so stressed is it your house no. No,
1: it's my client's house. It's
0: your client's house. So what is the stress? Okay. Like st- it, this is kind of stressful. I'll give you an example. This agent, we sell a property. It doesn't, it's $80,000 under appraisal. Like the purchase price is, it, it appraised $80,000 less. Okay. Okay. The agent sends me a text message. Ugh. And and so my text response back was, hey, listen, this might warrant a phone call. Sure. You might want to pick up the phone. And tell me how we're going to deal with an $80,000 problem. I mean, don't text me. Pick up the phone. That's your job. Pick up the phone so we can hash this out together. Mm -hmm. So we can figure out the solution to an $80,000 problem. Don't text. Don't email. Sometimes you need to pick up the phone. Sometimes we need to run it like a business. Right, Lane? Uh, Things get really... Misconstrued in an email and a text, especially when you got a big problem. So if you're stressed out, why are you stressed out? It's probably the way you're handling it.
1: Yeah. And, and there's ways to kind of de stress before oh, yeah. you make those tough calls. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda, thanks. Remember, our email is Dear Help Me Rhonda dear help me ronda r-o-n-d-a at gmail we'll be looking for your notes and uh our Rhonda will be here playing the role of dear abby for you each time we get together on the podcast uh Rhonda, thanks
0: thank you babe. always fun to hang out with you we yeah. thank you for
1: joining us at home as well and don't forget survival often means playing nice in the sandbox of life and we will see you all next time